Welcome to Marketing Mambo with your host, Terry McDougall. It's the fun and fast podcast where we cha-cha-chat with marketing movers and shakers from around the globe. Hi, everybody. It's Terry with Marketing Mambo, and today I have James Mulvaney. And James and I were just talking before I hit record, and he's actually never held a job. <laughs> he is a successful entrepreneur who over the past 10 years has built multiple internet companies, plus a property portfolio, and has made a range of angel investments and in startups. James and I met through his business matchmaker.fm, where he matches shows that are looking for guests with guests that are looking for shows. So James, welcome to Marketing Mambo. Thanks, Terry. Thank you for having me on. Well, so would you like to add a little bit more color about how you got started in podcasting or anything else about your background? Sure. Like you said, I've, I, I think a good thing to kick off with is an interesting fact about me. I've never actually ever had a job working for anyone. I kind of finished school, finished high school probably about 18 years ago now. And and I kind of was 16 years old and I was like, my friends were going out getting, you know, part-time jobs, doing paper rounds or working at McDonald's or whatever. And I was like, God, do you know what? This The internet at that stage was like back in 2003, 2004, still kind of is in its infancy. But, uh, you know, I was seeing more and more people who were like, look, you can actually start a business on the internet. And I thought, wow, there's an opportunity. That's exciting. And um in the UK, we have this thing called study leave, which is when you're supposed to revise for your high school exams. So rather than actually doing revision like you were supposed to, I then <laughs> thought, okay, I've got like two months off here. Let's make some money online. And I'd been playing around with like Photoshop. I'd sort of learned how to design basic websites like using Dreamweaver back then. So I kind of just went to the internet. I thought, right, okay, there's got to be people out there who want like logos designing or those little animated banners that you used to see, little flashing animated banners. So I used to design those. And yeah, I just kind of started hustling, I guess, as that's the kind of the trendy word for it now, doing what I could, bringing in some sort of freelance work. From there, I then started a business whilst I was at university. I then went up to go to uni because I thought, well, it's always good to have a plan B, you know, if this thing doesn't really work out. So, so, and I think my parents kind of wanted me to go off to uni. So I was like, right, let's go and get the degree. But whilst I was at uni, I, I sort of spent a lot of time growing my business and, and sort of turning it from something that was kind of like a freelance gig to, having a company that was selling services. And my particular interest lied in, in radio. I uh, always loved listening to radio when I was growing up. And I thought you could listen to radio stations online. And I kind of just saw an opportunity. There was lots of companies out there sort of selling products and services to the radio industry. So I thought, well, I can do that as well. So I started selling streaming media services to begin with. Didn't really know what I was doing, I'll be honest. So I, I kind of found someone who was actually on the other side of the world in Australia who kind of knew how to do all the servers and all the techie stuff. And then I, I kind of built the website and started selling these streaming services. And then I was in a lucky position when I finished university that I built the business to a scale where I was kind of ready to start actually hiring staff and grew that into to quite a big business and had some big deals. Since then, I've gone on to launch various other ventures. Some have been successful, some maybe not so successful and uh, had a lot of fun along the way. But I kind of think Throughout my career, audio has always been like foremost sort of front and center. I think it's been podcasting certainly seen a huge resurgence over the past few years, although the medium is not particularly new. But, you know, I think it's just a great way of connecting with people. Yes, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, I think that storytelling is something that holds a lot of power for 
us humans, you know, even mm. going back to prehistoric times, I'm sure that there were people sitting around campfires, uh, telling stories yeah. and sharing history. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting about, you know, how we can listen to things in so many situations where we can't watch video. I always, you know, I think you've touched exactly talking is the oldest form of communication. We were speaking to each other before we were writing. We were certainly speaking to each other before we were creating film or TV or video. So yeah, I think there's kind of an interesting thing. And I, th I think audio online is, is a good one because it's, you know, obviously video has been sort of king, I suppose, for like the last sort of 10, 15 years. And lots and lots of companies have turned their attention to like video marketing strategy. And I think really only a, maybe the last three years, more and more businesses are thinking, okay, we need a, an audio strategy as well, a podcasting strategy, or, you know, we need to sort of put that into our marketing mix. So it's not just about creating video content, which is great if people have got time, but the stats prove that, you know, a lot of people don't really pay attention to video for very long. Whereas if someone's listening to a podcast and they're really engaged because they find it really interesting, the statistic is like 70 people tune in for the entire episode. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, as as marketers, you know, when do we have that opportunity to speak to someone for like 20, 30 minutes and, and have their full and undivided attention, which is, you know, presents a tremendous opportunity for marketers and, and sort of business owners? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that audio is really immersive in the way that that video is not. And I mean, I'm I'm mm. speaking from a you know focus group of one, but you know, sometimes I'm sort of resentful of video. <laughs> You know, I'm like, what? This is a 30 second video. I don't have time for that. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, if I'm walking around the neighborhood and I'm listening to an audio book or a podcast on my phone as I'm walking, it enhances what I'm already doing rather than mm. sort of holding me hostage to have to watch something. So it's it's super interesting. I love what you were saying about there's a lot of opportunity for marketers in podcasting. And I'd love for you to go into more depth around that. Yeah. Okay. So let's make perhaps sort of break it down into like, if you're perhaps a, an entrepreneur or you're a business owner, or you're maybe like a CMO and you're thinking about what is it we need to do to, to launch a podcast for our company. Um, when we're talking to clients, cause so we have, we have a hosting platform called podcast.co, um, but we also have a, a production company as well. So we actually create podcasts for lots of corporates and small businesses and that kind of thing. And normally what we do in our sort of strategy meetings is we'll sit down, our production team will sit down with clients and they'll say, you know, like, what are the key issues or questions that your market has? And I think if you can kind of come up with a list of almost like an FAQ, you know, that's a great content strategy and that's a great way to begin sort of planning your podcast. I do think you should plan podcasting. It's not something, uh, you know, that perhaps there's this perception and certainly maybe it used to be like that it would just be like, two friends sat in a bar just having a kind of conversation and just talking about whatever. I think if you're doing it as a, as a business exercise, there's really three different ways you might use it, which is either to attract new clients, to build better relationships with your existing clients, or for bigger companies and corporates, and we're seeing more and more internal podcasts. So using it as a way to engage with staff and stakeholders. Um, we're working with a company at the moment, they've got 330,000 staff all over the world. I think their turnover is something crazy like 6 billion. And they're looking at uh, podcasting as a, a more engaging method to talk to all their staff and keep everyone on the same page, which obviously is a huge task when you've got that many people working for you in you know, pretty much every country all over the world. Right. So the main sort of piece of advice that we give to people to begin with, certainly businesses, 
is just, you know, have a strategy. It's just like anything else, you know, like you'll sit down and you'll plan your social media strategy or you'll plan your content strategy for your website. It's about having a plan for not just like episode number one and two, but thinking, okay, what are we going to be talking about in episode number 10? And I think if you can kind of get that first series mapped out, and one of the best ways to do this is just look at the problems or the questions that keep coming up. So speak to your sales team, speak to your support team, find out what customers want to know, what the most the, the questions that could kind of do with it a bit of discussion. And then that's quite an easy way to plan your first series. And ultimately, you know, just be bringing value in every single episode. I think that's the way to do it. And I think that's the way to, to sort of achieve the most success if you're, as I say, sort of doing a podcast for, for commercial reasons. A lot of what you're talking about there, right? You know, I started Marketing Mambo because as a coach, I coach a lot of people in marketing and advertising. Mm. And and also I would say that, you know, so I wanted people to get to know me and also demonstrate that I understand the marketing world because I worked in it for 30 years. But it also is a passion for me. It actually gives me, I, I would say it's it's a little bit of part of it's a hobby and part of it is a commercial enterprise, if you will. Mm. Yeah, like w- one of the great things about podcasting if you're sort of like a solopreneur or you're running a small business, it's just a great way of meeting people and networking. That's the other thing. You just have so many fascinating conversations that you probably otherwise wouldn't have had. Absolutely. I mean, you're in Manchester in England and here I'm yeah. outside of Chicago. And I, I've talked with people all over the world, either on my own podcast or as a guest on other people's podcasts. And I absolutely love how it just really knocks down the the walls and, you know, erases the borders, yeah. uh, you know, we can do things virtually. And it's so, it's so nice. I'd, I'd say some of the things that I'm discovering is that, you know, and I suppose I knew this, but I'm seeing it constantly is that people are just a lot more alike, <laughs> no matter where they are, than sometimes we may think when we're sort of sitting in one spot, without having that kind of interaction with others. Well, I also love that I'm having you on today because as we're corresponding about having you on as a guest, I was like, well, this is really meta, right? Like, okay, this is a podcast about marketing and I'm having somebody who has got a podcast business coming <laughs> yeah. on to talk about podcasting. And do you have your own podcast? Yeah. So I have a podcast called Create, Reach, Inspire, which uh, was a, I was trying to do this face-to-face and then obviously lockdown happened. So we kind of put that on hiatus for a bit. But we also have a podcast, which I host called Matched, which is for matchmaker.fm, which is kind of a, a way of shining a spotlight on some of the, you know, the many interesting people and podcasters that are on the platform. That's quite an interesting format because it's super short. So each episode is like normally about 12 to 15 minutes long. And it's just really asking similar questions to each guest. But the great thing about that for us as a business is it creates uh, really cross-purposeful content. So not only is it a podcast, but we also take clips out of it for social media. So we'll turn it into little video shorts. We'll turn it into blog posts and that kind of stuff as well. And of course, it's a great way to, to sort of grow awareness of our platform too, because generally speaking, we speak to someone on Matched they'll then share that episode or that they'll share the clips with their audience as well. So this is one of the the benefits of being a guest on other people's podcasts is you're kind of creating this from a marketing perspective, you're creating this kind of wider awareness of what you, you who you are and what you do and your mission and your cause and your stories, et cetera. And I think it's, you know, such a, a tremendous platform for sharing those stories really, you know, which otherwise you, you probably wouldn't, it's, it's a lot harder to do because you've kind of got to sort of grow, grow that audience yourself 
Whereas by being on other people's podcasts, you know, you're reaching audiences that certainly wouldn't have been aware of you otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it really, um, you know, we're all so multifaceted. Mm. And it's so interesting to be able to, you know, step into an environment that maybe people aren't going to, they don't might not normally see you that way. Yesterday, I was a guest on a podcast that was called Beer with Strangers. Um, and, And he he said, I don't normally talk to people like you. I normally talk to brewers. But I think part of the reason why he wanted to talk to me is that I grew up in the town where there's a, a craft brewery called Dogfish Head in Milton, Delaware. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I found him on your matchmaker.fm. And, uh, you know, I kind of pitched him because he had a different, a different podcast that was called day drinking on Delmarva and Delmarva is the area that I grew up in. And so I, yeah. I pitched him, you know, cause I was like, Hey, I've done plenty of day drinking in Delmarva. So <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. talk about it. But, you know, it's just such an interesting conversation to be able to, you know, relate to somebody and share what, you know, even though I'm no beer expert, I've definitely mm. drank plenty of beer. And, you know, I was able to like share some of the experiences I've had with different craft breweries, but, but, you know, people that drink beer also sometimes hire coaches. So, yep. you know, that was, Absolutely. that was nice. And I really am enjoying doing my podcast. And what I'm hoping is that when people hear what I'm about, you really get to know people as you're listening to them having conversations, you know, you, you get a sense of what their personality is like and mm. how they converse and how they think and that kind of thing. And I think that, you know, people tend to do business with people that they know, like, and, and trust. Yeah, And definitely. I think that, podcasting is a great way to move people along that continuum that's the thing isn't it I, th- I think you've touched on a really good point there you know if someone visits your website and then they see the sort of like polished glossy version of you you know it's very edited website is very sort of to the point and blunt and ultimately you know the website doesn't kind of always necessarily give off a huge amount of someone's personality but if you're if you listen to a conversation between two people or, or even if it's just you recording a podcast on, on your own you kind of get a much more detailed view of that person and their personality, which is which is really useful for for potential customers if they're thinking about signing up with the company. It's just a, a great way of branding yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it it demonstrates that someone can be approachable. That can, mm. because I agree with you. I mean, I've had the I've had that reaction sometimes even with new clients. You know, somebody reaches out to me and they say that they want to have a exploratory conversation. I look them up on LinkedIn and I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're so successful. How, you know, like what could they possibly need from me? And then, you know, and then I talk with them and, you know, it doesn't matter how polished somebody is. There's always something that, you know, people could use some support with. And, you know, I, I think one of the other things I really like about podcasting is, and there are a lot of people out there that are looking for the story behind the story. I've been on a number of podcasts and I've talked to some of my guests about hardships that they've overcome. And and I think that that can be really inspiring to be able to hear people's stories and to understand that, you know, a lot of times we do have a lot in common and those are things that we can connect on. Yes, yeah, so I I agree. There's been a few podcasts that I've been on as well. Like uh, there was one. Um, he's a he's like a banker kind of investment type bloke, and he he basically has a podcast called My Worst Investment. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, there's lots of people out there saying, "Yeah, what's your best investment?" Or you know, "How have you made all your riches?" Or whatever. And I just thought it was such a clever idea. Uh, and he really just basically grilled me on one you know one investment that I'd made in the past. 
which had completely failed and I'd lost loads of money on. And it was just, it was kind of refreshing to actually get a talk about something that actually, yeah, I could sort of hold my hands up and say, right, flat down. Yeah, we def- we definitely failed here. This was not a good decision and it was very painful at the time, but here's what I learned from it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, it, you know, as you were talking about that, it was just making me think about maybe this is part of what the appeal of podcasting is, is that it feels authentic, right? And often yeah. with Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you know, mm. people are just putting their like filtered view of who they are, right? They're showing it like, here I am on the beach in Maui, or, <laughs> you know, here I am yeah. like with my filter, like, look how beautiful I'm looking or whatever, how perfect my life is. Mm. And people aren't typically putting their dirty laundry out on social media. That's true. Um, yeah, that's very true. And I think that those in in moments of of pain or struggle, that's when we, you know, that's when we're most human and we can we can relate. Um, so it's, it's interesting it is... because um, I think, you know, you, you make a, I completely agree with what you said there. And one of the sort of things that we're trying to, I, do, I suppose, do as a company is like we have lots of people who want to go on podcasts as a guest, um, but they've never done it before. And I think there's very much this perception sometimes, not with everyone, but a, a certain number of people and they have to they feel like they have to be this kind of, I suppose, like you just said, like it's almost like this edited version of themselves when they're on a show. So they'll kind of either like seize up and be kind of like a serious news reporter, or they'll just completely lose the plot and kind of feel like they have to read everything word by word from a script. Mm-hmm. But yeah. of course, the best conversations are kind of neither of those things. It's just got to be, you know, you talking. I think one of the the best ways to to approach it is certainly if you're new and you you kind of not confident it's just to have a bulleted list of things that you want to cover but don't gonna get too freaked out and think oh, i've got to stick exactly to this script or or likewise feel like you have to come across in a certain way you know like sort of like a formal news reporter from like the the 1950s or whatever <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah so, yeah that's totally it's so funny because there's, there's been in, there's been interviews that i've done in the past and sometimes guests just that especially if they're, they're new to it, they just get really freaked. So, you know, that, that's like one of the things we're trying to help people with is just by giving giving tips and advice really on how to approach it if you're new to it. Yeah, I, I've had a couple of people I've invited as as guests who in both, in the two people I'm thinking about in both cases, extremely experienced, yes, right? Yeah, like yeah. they could probably babble off stuff in their sleep that somebody else would be like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant but really felt like they had to do a lot of preparation and like put together. I I really had to say now, like, no, I don't need slides, right? (laughs) You do not need to rehearse it. If you say something that you don't like, you can say it again and I will edit out the first thing, right? You know, it's just really a conversation Mm. that makes it a lot more interesting. I think than you know, I mean, we've all been held hostage and, presentations where they're they're like okay we're on slide 59 okay and they're just reading (laughs) it's like no that's not what we want we just want to have a nice conversation yeah it needs Um, to be authentic and genuine yeah you know yeah well so um I think that we touched on one thing but what are some of the other mistakes that people make whenever they're developing podcasts either as a, a podcast or a guest sound is important nowadays you know i think it's really well worthwhile going out and investing in the decent usb microphone just because it will it will make you sound better you know like and also think about the room that you're in try and minimize distractions which is funny because yes dog- can you hold on for a second i know hey caroline <laughs> caroline will you stop doing that just put it on the counter okay I'm breaking all of the rules. This is this is 
<laughs> we should, we I'm, should I'm, include this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I think I will include it. I actually, one of the people that uh, I was talking about earlier, um, her cat like meowed and we, and she was like, you got to cut that out. And I was like, no, I wanna, I'm keeping that in. I think that's fun. That's cool. I think, um, do you know what? I think actually one of the things about the last year and every, lockdown and everything has taught people and you know uh, again previously if you were on conference calls everyone was like we've got to be in a conference room now people are used to just seeing people like sometimes with their bed in the background or just like their kids like making noise and it's just become more normal and I think that's good because I think it's just that's reality isn't it like you know life isn't always like this kind of like you said before this sort of glossy polished thing so but then you know I think if you're going to get serious about podcasting is a good idea to sort of try and at least make yourself sound decent because it's listeners will will pick up on the worst is when if people are just using like the built-in microphone on the laptop and they're in a huge empty room because it can be, sound really echoey what other tips have we got um i think as i say try and don't over prepare like you said i think there's no need to just come to it with a huge amount of stuff but like try and think about your stories like as a guest sit there and break down what it is you know and then start thinking what sort of podcast you could be on. So for example, I just did a course on this recently. It's free. If you go to beyondpodcast.com and you can download it, but it basically just talks through how to sort of break down what it is you know as an expert and, and sort of think about what sort of podcast you might want to appear on. So the example I gave in that course was if you're say like a nutritionist, okay, you're an expert on food, healthy eating. Yes, you could be on podcasts about nutrition, but you could then also be on podcasts, say about sports, uh, training, or even entrepreneurial podcasts talking about, you know, how you can become more productive by eating better. So it's about sort of thinking outside the box and thinking, okay, where can your skills be transferred to? What other areas of or whatever other markets or niches that you, your sort of skills could be transferred to? It doesn't necessarily have to be like, just because I know about podcasting doesn't mean every single podcast I'm on is about podcasting. You know, I'm, I'm on lots of marketing podcasts because I love marketing as well. Um, I'm on lots of lots of sort of uh, mindset type podcasts, motivational stuff, and also entrepreneurial ones as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I mean, it's, as I look at shows that are looking for guests, I always look mm. like, okay, where's the connection point between what their topic is and what my experience is? And a lot of times, yeah, it's about business and leadership and that kind of thing that connects directly with me as a coach. But, you know, I've been on plenty of, you know, how do you balance being a mother with running a business mm -hmm. or being an executive or even resilience, you know, sharing stories from my childhood of, you know, I moved around a lot and what did that teach me? So I, I think just, you know, bringing your whole person to how you present yourself, I think it's very relatable mm -hmm. and it doesn't make you sort of like a one trick pony of like, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like, don't go into a podcast just expecting to pitch. Go in and try and deliver value and have a genuine conversation. You know, because again, I've I've had some I've done some horrible interviews in the past where like there's there's just one that springs into mind, and I had had a live stream which I did weekly on LinkedIn last year, and uh, most guests were brilliant. You know, they talked about it was called Working Lunch, and it was pretty open. The format was quite open. It was kind of like bring three strategies to the table, and each week I'd have someone who you know, had a different area of specialism. So people I mean, perhaps worked in SEO, marketing, et cetera. And it was just this one guy. And it's just like, he was like on auto pitch mode from the get a straight way. And it was just so like cringeworthy, literally. It, it, it's like, I, could, I couldn't really get a word in edgeways. And it, he wasn't really willing to discuss anything. He just wanted to sit there and pitch. And it was just like, 
it was so robotic and it was just totally off-putting for me as a host I'm pretty sure it was pretty off-putting for the audience as well yeah well that's too bad that that was live stream right because it probably wouldn't have made it to the air otherwise right <laughs> it's like wind them up yeah. well I think I think I think I cut it off pretty quickly I think I I sort of uh I wrapped it up uh pretty pretty sharp because I was like this guy's just I don't know. He was on another level, really. I've never had any anyone. Of course, you know, there's a. It's good to you know. You, you go on your podcast. Of course, we're all, we're all trying to sort of talk about what our businesses and what we do and, and raise awareness. But there's a right way of doing it. You know, you don't have to go in from the get go and just be like, sign up to my service or buy my products or my amazing right, blah blah blah. Right. You know, it's it's about having a conversation first, and hopefully, you can get a little bit of that thing in at the end and do it in a natural kind of friendly way. Yeah, no, I agree. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about no like and trust. I think that, you know, like going in for the kill, you know, going in (laughs) for the sale right away is it's really kind of disrespectful, right? Because it's like, well, who are you? You know, I don't know you. I'm not going to like write a check or demo you or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He he did absolutely, he gave like zero useful information. It was Mm -hmm. just straight away, he was talking about how wonderful his sales system or whatever crap it was he was selling hmm. I was just like what which was actually undermining his point yeah exactly yeah totally <laughs> so funny so funny well let's see James what other things do you do what do you do for fun besides podcasting <sighs> well not much over the last year <laughs> yeah no kidding uh, I uh, so I what I normally I like to go out with friends I like cooking I suppose my, my sort of big passion is cooking I, I'm kind of one of these people I do spend a lot of time working I'll, I'll be honest like over the last 10 years I'm sort of living in the middle of a big city so you know my life is sort of my I minute mean, of kind of like a small little bubble here almost one thing about me is I'm about to move out to the suburbs because I've been in town now for like 10 years and I think you know city lifestyles like time time to kind of calm things down a little bit so and I think that's one of the things that I've learned about myself working from home um, I was very much just like I need to be in the office nine to five we we have a, a team based here in Manchester, but I think it's kind of taught me that we don't necessarily need to be as, as centralized, you know, and we've coped very well as a company, kind of everyone going remotely. So I think now it's time to sort of, you know, spread my wings, move, move a little bit further out of town and enjoy the fresh air a bit more. Mm-hmm. Get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah i yeah, want to get a dog again I, i've got um, you know i live in an apartment i kind of think it's not a great place to have a dog so that's that's one of the things on the list also i'm just looking forward i like traveling as well i'm looking forward to going back mm. on on holiday again and do a fair amount of travel for business normally interesting yeah. i was supposed to be in uh austin texas for south by southwest last year which is a great conference so i've been in, that would have been my second time and that got cancelled so hopefully i'll be able to pick that up again as well yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to travel as well and do some face to face podcasts as well. Like it's it's great doing these, um, uh, you know, on, on Zoom and things. But you know, I, I can't wait just to get back into. We've got a podcast studio here, and just just actually like start doing some face to face stuff again. Yeah, actually, I know that that will be nice. It's going to mm. feel a little surreal to actually be sitting close to people without yeah. masks on and without yeah. the screen dividing us. It's going to be a little weird. Well, so any last words of wisdom? I mean, maybe maybe for somebody that wants to start a podcast, what kind of advice would you have for them? 
Uh, just think about structuring your your series. Don't think that you have to literally commit to doing like 52 episodes a year or whatever. To make it manageable, just say, right, okay, here's season one. It could be six, eight, ten episodes, whatever. Uh, just try and map that season out. Think about what it is you're going to be talking about in each episode, how that, that's going to tell a story or form a, a narrative, I guess. And then just start, you know, like there's lots of people who still think, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast, but then never actually get around to it. But Ultimately, it can be something that, you know, you evolve over time. It doesn't have to be perfect from the get-go. And, you know, have fun doing it as well. As, as, as we sort of discussed before, like it's a great way of meeting people, having really interesting conversations, learning a lot of stuff from other people along the way. And again, I think there's a, a oh, it's too late to start a podcast is another thing that people, a lot of people say to me. And I don't think it is because there's still a huge opportunity when you, it, there's a million podcasts now, but there's, I think only about two or 300,000 of them are actually active. E.g., they have more than eight episodes. I forget the exact number, but if you compare that to the number of Instagram accounts or YouTube channels or websites, it's still tiny little number. So there is still opportunity to get cut through, I think. And uh, I still think, you know, the, the industry is, just sort of taken a, a huge amount of growth over the last few years. I think it's going to continue doing so. James, thank you for those words of wisdom. And I, I think that a lot of what you said has been reinforced by the fact that we met online and you have really <laughs> enriched my knowledge of podcasting. And I'm certainly going to take some of your tips away from this to, uh, you know, hopefully improve my little baby marketing mambo, which is only two months old. <laughs> So thank you so much for being with me today, James. Thank you, Terry. I really love the name Marketing Mambo, by the way. I think that's, that's great. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing Mambo. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, like, and share. I'd love to hear from you. Check out the show notes for my social media and contact information. Until next time, adios.